EMZT Radio is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audio download and a free 30-day trial at audibletrial.com slash EMZT. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome to another episode of EMZT Radio. I'm Bane Hellborn with my partner, the infamous MJ. <sighs> it's another week. That's all I got. <laughs> Okay, well, I want to talk about this. This is like something I wanted to do, but I don't live in Missouri. Mm -hmm. So Six Flags is paying someone $300 to lie in a coffin for 30 hours. I don't get out the house for okay. more than, than, than so a thousand, or for less than a thousand. So, I mean, I'm well, sorry. There's no. all sorts of perks. There's, I know, but still. Anyways, continue. There's, there's all sorts of perks. So, so dig this. So, it started yesterday afternoon at 1 p.m. October 13th. And they're supposed to go on until 7 p.m. tonight, October 14. Um, it was, they will win $300, two 2019 gold season passes, and other prizes if they stay in the 30-hour straight coffin deal. They will be, vis they were visited or will be visited by um, guests. Guests, like their friends can sit with them for a while until the park closed down and then come back. Uh, they're given one six-minute bathroom break every hour, and there was a park representative that would sit with them the whole time. So they don't quite get to fall asleep because they're being bugged every hour to go take a potty break. So I really wanted to do that. I can so do that. <laughs> but I don't live in Missouri, so... But yeah, I mean, yeah, they should have upped. Uh, they should have upped it more than three hundred dollars. Yeah. I mean, I like I said, I don't leave the house for less than a, than at least a thousand bucks. So you know, sorry, right. not got it. I'm waiting to hear news. Okay, they were also offered. They were given meals, snacks, and drinks in the coffin. Mm -hmm. uh, they were given a phone charging station to charge their phone, and they can be on their phone. But it doesn't look like that they, like I said, that they were going to be sleeping at all because they had like. Fright Fest freaks visit them, which I don't know what that is, <laughs> but it sounded like fun. That uh, could be fun. I mean, the entry be... date. Well, what I'm saying is, though, it could be fun. No, that sounded like fun. It's not... And I'd say again... that's something we should do because there's more. I think they had up to six people, six mm -hmm. participants they chose to do this. Well, if I'm going to be so, doing yeah. that, again, if I'm going to be doing that, I want a lot of money. Unless we're doing it for let's say a publicity stunt then i'd go in there for 30 hours i can't stay awake yeah. for 30 hours anymore. i'm too old to, to i gotta sleep yeah yeah i mean i'm sure they'll let you have a nap if you don't want to go to the bathroom one hour you can nap <laughs> so, well if i'm gonna be in a laying down position a lot i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna be like that and i'd yeah. live stream i would live stream yeah but i wonder what the i wonder what the other prizes were because yeah Two gold season passes for 2019 and $300 cash. And what other prizes were they getting? Probably probably Six Flags gear, maybe. That's most yeah. likely. And you got to pay tax. But the good news is at least the $300, you've you got to pay taxes on that. So, you know. Oh. Not, well, I don't know. It's not it's not that much. As far, as far as taxes go, it wouldn't be that much. <laughs> so. Yeah. But this is something that you and I should get in on sometime. But we'll up the price. <laughs> yeah. We'll eventually. Yeah. Do so what else you got? And Tony Todd is joining the cast of season three of Scream. Mm, so Ghostface okay. is meeting the Candyman. <laughs> I 
That could be fun. I haven't watched that show. It's on my list, but I haven't got to it yet. Yeah. So, yeah, that's all the news I could find for today. Did you know, in 1999, the Cartoon Network released the Scooby-Doo Project. It was a Scooby-Doo parody of the Blair Witch Project and was never aired again or been released on video. No way. Yeah. I would have liked to have seen it. Can it be found? I'm sure it could be. Probably on YouTube somewhere. Hmm. Because somebody knows about it. If it's gonna say it, because if you're talking about it, somebody knows about it. Yeah. So there you go. There's your fun fact of the day. Yeah. There's your fun fact of the day. And then if you watch it, you'll die in seven days. (laughs) Splare witch. Not the ring. (laughs) Nice. Anyways. So you got anything else for us, or we should just? No, I'm done for now. All right. Well, I guess we're going to music here on EMZT Radio. Thank you. 
I saw my shadow that resembled me not. I caught a glimpse of a rising spirit held down by a rock. I saw the wind dance on the steps of bitterness. I saw the chalk line of an angel in the wilderness lineage. I spoke to a bird that landed on my windowsill. I once roamed the woods and met I never once saw the clouds smile before the storm. I once dreamed I was in heaven and listened to the golden horn lineage. Once I saw a river that ran upstream. I once smelled the scent of a mystical queen lineage. I tasted sweetness from the lips of a goddess. I once made a deal with the rainmaker to wash me with tenderness lineage. I once sung a song with Mother Nature on an island of gold. I once was here before as passion as a story. I once saw the footsteps in the sand that followed me. I once built my foundation of life near Stormy Sea lineage. I once saw the moon kiss the sun before it went home. I once played against evil in this earthly dawn.
But can you handle midnight movies 24 hours a day? Your death will be indescribable. Find out on Black Flag TV. The first viral television on the web. Black Flag TV is entirely dedicated to haunting horror, science fiction, and cult movies. Broadcasting live, 24 hours a day, obscure independent movies and classic horror. Make Black Flag TV your sanctuary for the horror genre. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Visit us now, blackflag.tv. Hey everyone, this is Beaumont Bob from Bowing with Bobcat. You can listen to me live every Monday night at 10 p.m. Eastern at sfdradio.com, where I'm bringing you the best of the worst in cheap booze, talking bum wine, beers, 40s, malt liquor, and more. Always featuring the latest and greatest in the world of drinking and entertainment, along with some special guests. So come on down and take a ride with Bumwine Bob. If you can't be there live, you can always listen in the archives at bumwinebob.com. So sit back, relax, grab a drink, and enjoy. Cheers. I was walking home last night and I decided to take a shortcut through the cemetery. Three girls walked up to me and and explained that they were very scared to walk past the cemetery at night, so I agreed to let them walk along with me. I told them, I understand. I used to get freaked out too when I was alive. Never seen anyone run so fast. You are listening to EMZT Radio. Come and let your ears bleed. You know, October is always fun. I like horror and sports, too. I have trimmed my sports tree over the year, obviously, but um, you look at everything that, that goes on in October. We have Major League Baseball playoffs going on right now. The NHL and NBA are underway. The Premier League is going on in England. Major League Soccer is just about to finish here in the U.S. And, of course, we're right smack dab in the middle of college and professional football. It's a great time to be a sports fan. But to be a sports and a horror fan, there's a whole bunch of great movies you could check out. Let me tell you about some of them right now. The first one we're looking at is Blades. Now, these are... uh, This is a golf horror movie. Yes, there's actually a golf horror movie. This one is where a bunch of murders take place at a golf club. And now Norman, the owner of the club, wants to avoid undue publicity on the eve of a televised pro-am tournament and encourages the new pro, Roy, to get to the bottom of the killings quietly. Roy has a history of alcohol problems since he choked while playing the big tournament years before. Okay, and Kelly, who feels she should have been hired as the new pro, isn't making the situation easier, insisting that they cancel the tournament until the killer can be stopped. After a seedy character named Deke Slater is arrested, the owner relaxes, but Roy and Kelly feel that Deke's rantings about a runaway lawnmower aren't so far-fetched after all. So to, to make a long story short, this one actually ends with a battle with a killer lawnmower. So that's uh, Blades for you. I like a few of these. Uh, Battlefield Baseball 
is another one that seems to be pretty cool. This is a Japanese horror film. Uh, basically, it's baseball until the other team is dead. That's uh, that's how you play. So you play until everybody's dead. So check that one out. That's a Japanese horror film uh, directed by uh, Yudagai Yamaguchi. So uh, that's definitely one you should be checking out. Dead Ball is another Japanese horror film that Yudagai did. Uh, baseball prodigy uh, Yaba Yakua, Yabuda Yaku, uh, is the most feared and dangerous juvenile delinquent in all of Japan. So, <laughs> this one looks pretty funny, actually. I haven't seen this one now. Uh, basically, yeah this this one this one actually looks fun. So it's really ripping on ripping on baseball here as well uh a couple more that we could look at which i thought were pretty cool uh the greenskeeper is another one that is uh golf related and not exactly one of the greatest movies i've seen it a couple of times it's not that good uh it's a killer dressed as a greenskeeper and he kills people with golf tools you might like that one that might actually be a little fun of course, pro wrestling going on all the time. And one of the movies that I actually like is called WrestleManiac. Uh, if you haven't seen this movie, it's pretty cool. It's a great little slasher flick from a guy who just, uh, well, he can't let go of professional wrestling. So it's something you need to check out. And of course, you know, I had to bring this one up. A Rob Zombie movie that's actually pretty decent. Uh, the Haunted World of El Superbisto. I think that's pretty much self-explanatory at this point. You know, El Superbisto and Susie X are dating, and you know the story. Dr. Satan, this is actually one of the first times Dr. Satan uh, pulls up in a lot of Rob Zombie's movies. So that one is a good one. Uh, a little bit off the beaten path is a cricket shaped uh, horror film called I Know How Many Runs You Scored Last Summer. Yes, yeah, so it definitely. Uh, check that one out but there's a you know the the genre of sports and horror i think they're calling it sparr uh is starting to pick up a little bit and i can see you know a whole bunch of other ones coming so definitely have a check out with those movies to see right now. The smoke from that burning dead thing is getting thicker. Wait, I think I see her. Let me climb down the tree a little more. Anything? Yeah, I see her. She landed in the middle of them. They haven't touched her yet. Let me fire off a couple of rounds to, to distract them. Watch out for Doris. I, I can't see her. Then shoot the glass in the storefronts. 
she still alive? She's still moving. Clyde, can you drop that cable with a loop down to the floor? Maybe. Why? I'll go down and get the cable around her. Then I'll distract them while you pull her up quickly. Sounds good. Becca? Okay, let's do it. I'll come back down partway and give you covering fire. Okay, here I go. <clears throat> we'll look over her injuries once she's safe. <clears throat> Alonzo, <clears throat> down. Thank you. Damn, burning zombies stink. I thought you all were just going to leave me here. Here comes the cable. More to the left. How's this? No, your other left. All right. There, got it. I'm not going to be able to climb up that cable, you know? Remember how I got down here? I'm just going to slip this cable around you. Watch out! Ah, careful! I got you covered, kid. To the left a little. Wait, your left? That was my right. But it did the trick, so... Get me out of here! Got her set. Okay, Clyde, give her a go. She's not moving. She's stuck. Let me try again. Uh-oh. They're getting closer. Damn it, zombies. Leave me alone. Use your stick. Uh, you're bothing. Ah, crap. Don't touch the burning zombies. They're hot. Important safety tip. Clyde, try it now. Yes, sir. She's coming up. Not so fast that the creatures will be attracted to her. Gotta. Almost out of their reach. It's getting a bit too hot and crowded down here. Get up here. Let's get on the roof. Give me a second to draw these things away. Okay. Another few feet and we'll have a... Kid, come on. Yep. Uh, Over here. I I figured it was best to get her off the skylight. How is she? As well as someone who's fallen off an artificial tree into burning zombies can be. Nothing broken, Doris? I'm fine. I had dead things as a cushion to land on. Let me take a look. Get your hands off me. I said I'm okay. All right. Jeez. Help me up, Clyde. Which way do we go? The map says over that direction. I'll take point. Yeah, yeah. You do that. I don't like any of the splitting up stuff. Yeah. Never works in the movies. Come on. Let's catch up. Where did Becca go? She was just near the edge of the roof over there. Jimmy, Christmas, come on. Let's get over there. Hey, guys, I found it. We thought you fell. This is the ladder we were looking for. We need to hurry before this place burns down. Doris, do you need help? I'm okay. I'll follow. Slowly. Okay. Uh, hold, on, hold on there, Becca. Let's take another look at what we're dealing with. Looks to be about 20 or 30 spaces and a partially closed gate into the lot. 
maybe four or five of them dead things in there. So, Alonzo, you sneak along that fence over there and swing the front gate open when you get there. But we don't want no more of those dead things getting in. Well, we're going to need a clear way out of here. What about us? Doris and I will take the closer cars. See if you can find a vehicle with keys and gas in it. Becca, do, do you mind checking out the other cars? I'll start looking into the vehicles in the first few rows. Watch your back. Okay. Down the ladder. <clears throat> Doris, let's hit that van first. Duck! Oh, Lord. <gasps> Got it! Take that! You haven't thought of going pro? Clyde, I know that we're going to go look for Becca's husband and kid, as well as Alonzo's grandmother, but... A- and your husband? No! Then... We skedaddled to my place. There's no reason to go looking for Jake. Uh, so let's not even mention it again. He's fine the way he is. There's really no need. Uh, okay, but if you change your mind... I won't. Look what we found. A step van. Keys and the truck. First try. It's perfect. Where? That big brown and white one right over there. Looks like an old UPS van. Yep, come on, we show you. Okay. Okay. I'll ride shotgun, because I got the shotgun. Which one of you wants to drive? I only have a learner's permit. I don't think it covers driving through zombies. Becca can drive. Okay. Everyone in. I probably should have mentioned this a minute ago, but the gate wouldn't budge. I knew it. We're trapped again. What about the gate? Watch Watch out out for for the the gate! gate! What gate? Knocking it down. That works.
someday, maybe someday, he'll be stronger, he'll be stronger. Watch your sins away, watch your sins away. Bloody water, bloody water. to the king baby this is luke and wolf and you're tuned in to the delightful darkness of emzt radio the horror gaming report brought to you by that tech shop 
techshop.com. Head over right now to thattechshop.com and type in the code EMZT at checkout for 20% off of all items for PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox. This is Scorpio Girl with the Horror Gaming Reports. First on the docket, this comes from iHorror.com. The popular app Discord and PC will be receiving a six-player horror game that can only be described as a fantastic synthesis of Monster Squad meets the setting of Silent Hill. With gameplay inspired by Dead by Daylight, Friday the 13th, and a dash of Evolve, enter last year, The Nightmare. The year is 1996, and five unsuspecting high schoolers, as diverse as the Breakfast Club, awake in a hellish mirror version of their hometown. Upon further exploration, they discover that they're not alone when making their way through Eastside High School, coming face-to-face with one of the game's three player-controlled killers, a gargantuan juggernaut known as the Giant, a shrouded chain-wielding psychopath called the Strangler, or the slasher, incidentally. The slasher sports work gloves and a mechanic jumpsuit similar to Jason Voorhees. Those who play the five students must figure out how to effectively evade or fight the killers and escape East Side High. Each killer in Last Year, The Nightmare, is equipped with their own special abilities and weapons. Those who play as the killer can go the traditional route of hunting down their prey, confronting and slaughtering one or two of them in each encounter. In contrast to the traditional method of playing a killer, there's also a predator mode in which the killer will be completely invisible and unable to directly attack the other players but can still lay an assortment of traps and strategize how to eliminate each of the other players. Unlike similar titles, last year the Nightmare's hero characters are capable of fighting against the killers by crafting weapons, items, and barricades. The hero roster features Troy, the horror movie buff and team leader, Chad, the optimistic jock, as if the name didn't give it away, Nick, the tech-savvy nerd, Amber, the academic and social queen of her school, and Sam, the outcast geek who can't catch a break. Even though the game features a relatively young age cast designed with a bright and vibrant style, it does not hold back on the brutal gore of executions when you're caught by one of the killers. For those who are interested in buying this ambitious horror game, Discord users should be excited to hear that developer Elastic Games announced through a recently released official trailer that last year The Nightmare will be one of the first games to launch via Discord. Consequently, this means the title will later be coming to PC. Concerning the game's release date, the developer announced that last year will be released sometime during the fall of this year. Elastic Games has also announced if the game is financially successful, it will be ported to consoles as well. If you're interested in playing something similar to last year, The Nightmare, then you should take the time and head over to the PlayStation Network store and download Friday the 13th, The Game. Next on our docket, this article comes to you by GameInformer.com. 
With Telltale having closed and laid off its staff, The Walking Dead's incomplete final season hangs over a lot of the news for fans of the series. While Skybound confirmed they would be finishing the story out, the question of how exactly they would bring in the terminated Telltale staff to fix it was still important and reminds people of the human cost behind their favorite games. It did not take long for the subject to come up with Skybound CEO Ian Howe held an Ask Me Anything session on Reddit. While he did not go into specific detail about how he plans to bring in Telltale developers to finish the game, he was clear about how much of the team would be comprised of former Telltale employees. The plan is for it to be staffed 100% by former Telltale staff, he answered. The only time we'd look elsewhere is if we can't fill a particular role from the former TT people. Howe also added that he had been in contact with most, if not all, of the Walking Dead team, but this is not confirmation that all of them are willing to be able to return. Presumably, some degree of the team have plans that are incompatible compatible with Skybound's intentions to continue development. There is no time frame for the remainder of The Walking Dead, the final season, though the first two episodes are still for sale. From 1428elm.com, Bloody Mary Game is coming for your phone. Be afraid. Bloody Mary is a brand new interactive game app that will be available on phones. Be afraid, and whatever you do, don't say her name three times. Bloody Mary is a popular urban legend, a phantom conjured up by repeatedly saying her name in a mirror. She can be harmless and portend of the future, or she can be a harpy from hell that will drink your blood and claw your eyes out. Just in time for Halloween, Oren Pelly, the filmmaker behind the behemoth box office hit Paranormal Activity, as well as writer and producer of the subsequent sequels, is the creator of the new game app based on the famous apparition. According to Deadline, his Night Terrors Bloody Mary app from LRM Online will be highly interactive. Pele, who is understandably excited about venturing into this virtual territory, wants users to have a highly memorable experience. Here is a description of the game. Filmed images, sound effects, lights, handset vibrations, music, calls, and text messages are used to weave a story not intended for the meek of heart. The game also utilizes a sonar functionality that allows it to see and remember the floor plan of the surroundings where the players are located during the gameplay. That adds an element of an eerie specificity to the storytelling. When a player is, say, standing in front of a bathroom mirror or in a doorway, the game can perceive that and weave the information into the experience. No wonder Bloody Mary is likened to a haunted house in your pocket. Apparently, the game is activated when someone says the phrase. From there, it turns into a nightmare where the various entities that can be conjured up can leave you voicemails. This sounds awesome, yet terrifying. When the game goes on sale, there will be a one-time charge of $2.99. From there, players will get 30 minutes of interaction in the first week that will increase to 75 minutes in the second week. Another bonus of Bloody Mary is the ability to write your own storyline. Pelly truly wants to scare the crap out of people. He points out how certain movies had aftermaths that affected viewing audiences, citing Psycho, people are afraid to take showers, Jaws for obvious reasons, and his own paranormal activity because now you can't even be safe in your own abode. Get the Bloody Mary app today and bring horror into your home. And that, my friends, is the Horror Gaming Report. 
It is through the recitation of the book's passages that this dark spirit is given license to possess the living. The show that puts the story back into history. History is all about discovering the why. And I think that in that process, it's important to never take the story out of history. Making history come alive, one episode at a time. Visit themondayamerican.com to get more. Dive into the Monday American. Don't worry, we'll be gentle. about Bela Lugosi's portrayal of Dracula. I actually saw that. It was a classic portrayal. It did for vampires what the Godfather did for gangsters. <laughs> <laughs> Tears will not bring Amelia back to you, but now you have a chance to make this city and its people suffer just the way you are suffering. And don't go swimming, don't have sex, don't smoke, don't drink, don't go out, don't split up, don't run from the killer. If you trip, get up and run, and above all, turn on the stupid light before entering any room. This is EMZT Radio. remember him who has passed, not for what he was, not for what he did, but because he was, as all of us are, a temple of God. Let us remember that this which is about to return to common clay was molded from common clay. 
Today we gather here to pay our last tribute to this now still place. Lying here before us, clothed in the coldness of death. Let us always remember. Let us always remember. Still, Carl Fisher, this craft is most fragile. Where, where am I? Where would you be after death? Death? You say death? Yes. Am I dead? They have your body in a church, Carl. Imagine you in a church. No. No, you're mistaken. This is no church. I I'm right here. Apparently you are, yes. But we are most careful when we bring you here. We take every precaution to uh, relieve the shock. Shock? Of finding yourself in the midst of fire and brimstone. Hot. It's so hot. <laughs> you get used to it. Where am I? Your soul is here with me. Your body is back on earth. At present, resting within a satin lined coffin. Coffin? Yes. They're soon going to place you within a tomb. Oh, I don't believe you. Don't you? Personally, makes no difference to me whether you do or not. But for your own satisfaction... Suppose you feel for yourself. What? Yes. Reach up with your right hand. Reach up. Feel the casket lining by your head. Go right ahead. There. You see? Yes. But, but I'm lying in the bottom of a boat. Only your soul is. This is some trick. The boat is set in line. <laughs> I'll admit, Carl Fisher, I am generally most concerned about my own comfort. But as far as lining one of my boats with satin, no. I fear that would be too much, even for Satan. Satan? Yes. Here, let me prove to you the boat is not cloth-lined. There. You see? You devil. <laughs> That's irony. You are a devil. Yes, I am. But not just a devil. The devil. You mean I'm really dead? One never dies, Carl. The common clay perishes, yes. But only the common clay. Let me out of here. I'm sorry. 
You see? You can't move until I permit you to. But I moved my hand a moment ago. Felt the lining near my head. That's because I wished you to. Nothing is done here unless I order it done. Then... Then I am dead. Only your body. <laughs> it might interest you to know. You caused quite a commotion up there a moment ago when you interrupted your funeral oration by suddenly moving in your casket. Yes, quite a commotion. Only two people saw you. One of them was a woman. You frightened her, Carl. But they've taken her away now. You mean my body actually is being preached over? Oh, yes. Indeed, yes. You were a prominent man on earth, Carl. Naturally, yours is a most elegant funeral. So many flowers, half of them could be brought into the church. People standing outside, on the sidewalk even. Is Laura there? Your wife? Oh, certainly. Where else would she be? Uh, a church, you say? Yes. Amazing you, doesn't it? You haven't been in a church for 35 years. No. You wouldn't even permit your daughter to be buried from a church, Carl. But she went to heaven. Anyway. Stop it. Stop it. Do you remember Reverend Brooks, Carl? Reverend Brooks? Yes. He married you. Remember? Today, he's officiating at your funeral. No. No. Would you like to hear what he's saying, Carl? Listen. Carl Fisher has brought tragedy into our lives. Let us remember that out of tragedy, good can arise. Soon that tragedy will be forgotten. But let us never forget Carl Fisher. Let us remember him always as a Christian. You hear, Carl? A Christian, he says. Stop. Stop that voice. Listen, Carl. Let us pray for him often and ask Almighty God to grant him pardon. Let us be generous towards him that finally the supreme ruler may in turn be generous towards us. No. No, stop him. Stop him. I don't want to hear anymore. Did you hear what he said, Carl? He asked your friends, your family, your wife to forget your evil, to remember only what was good about you. Yes, Carl, but that leaves them nothing to remember. Don't let me alone. No, Carl. They've nothing to remember. Because there was nothing about you that was good. I didn't have a chance. Chance? You say you didn't have a chance? Certainly not. Mm, well, I don't want to waste my breath by pointing out the chances you did have. I was forced into everything that happened. Forced, I say. Were you? Certainly I was. Haven't you ever heard of free will? Free will? Free will, you say? I haven't had a will of my own in the last 30 years. Haven't you, Carl? No. You know I haven't. I knew I was doing wrong. Sure, I knew it. I'd never have made my millions by, by being the other way. Your millions. Did you enjoy them, Carl? I, I was just beginning to when... When I took charge of you. Is that it? Yes. Your millions aren't worth much here. Oh, where am I? 
Certainly you haven't lost your imagination. Where would you be? With fire on all sides and the smell of brimstone. And with me as your pilot on the river Styx. Styx? You remember. It's our largest river. Where are you taking me? I have a special assignment for you, Mr. Fisher. We have a certain reserved space for members like you down here. Inferno. Tell me. Am I in Hades? Does that surprise you? No. No, I can't be. I didn't want to die. I wanted to do what was right, but I couldn't. You didn't try. I was going to try. You've done nothing but evil for 30 years. You couldn't change now. I could, I tell you, I could. No, car. I'll make a bargain with you, Satan. Bargain? <laughs> no one makes bargains with Satan. Give me a chance. Let me go back. Let me live my life over. I'll change. I swear I will. You'd never change. I will, I will. Let me go back. Let me show you. Let me prove I can do what's right. All right, Carl. <laughs> I'll bargain with you. It would at least relieve the dull monotony. You give me a chance? Yes, for 24 hours. 24 hours? Only 24 hours? Yes. Do nothing but good for 24 hours, and I'll not return to claim you. But if you fail... I won't fail. I won't, I won't. It's up to you, Carl. It's entirely up to you. But remember, only 24 hours. Only 24 hours. You really shouldn't have come tonight, Laura. You should rest. I know. But I couldn't rest. Poor Carl. He needed someone so badly those last few days. And I was away. Never dreaming what was happening. You mustn't blame yourself, Laura. No, I can't help it. I feel I deserted my husband. Just when a man needs his wife most. There'll come a time, Dr. West, when... And I'll be afraid to come out here to the mausoleum. I wanted to come tonight to tell him goodbye. Goodbye? Yes. I loved my husband, David. Despite everything he did, he was the only one I ever cared for. Here, my dear, I have the key. I say, Laura, it's not locked. But I saw you lock it after the services this afternoon. I did lock it. I'd swear I did. Open the door. Yes. Do you have a light? Yes. Pocket flash. There. Oh, David. Empty. The casket's empty. David, for heaven's sakes, what's happened here? I don't know, but Carl always said he'd come back. What? Yes. He told me once he had no fear of death, because he knew he could always make a deal with Satan. Carl told you that? Yes. I, well, I laughed at him at the time, but now I wonder.
I'd better go now, Laura. Sure you're feeling all right? Yes, I... I know I won't sleep tonight. You can relax. I can send you out a nurse if you like. Oh, no. No, I'd rather be alone. But if you need me, please don't hesitate to call. Thank you, David. Good night, my dear. Good night, David. And thank you so much for being such a dear. I'll... I'll call you in the morning. Good night. That's strange. Yes. I'm not hearing things. That's an electric razor running. But it can't be. There's no one in the apartment but myself. Am I really here? Of course I'm here. Heavens, I was right in the middle of my shaving. Oh, no. Laura, what's the matter with you? Why'd you call me? No, Carl, please don't come any closer, please. The world's gotten into you all of a sudden. Darling, is it really you? Really me? Now, what are you talking about? Carl, don't you know? Don't I know what? We... we buried you this afternoon. Carl, don't look at me like that. Buried me? Yes. Oh, darling, what's happened? Tell me, what's happened? I don't know. Something's wrong. Carl. My... my head. Whirling. Dizzy. I don't... Remember what happened. Oh, darling, you're alive. Warm. Breathing. Yes, but I seem to have been away. It was so hot. There was a boat on a river. And a satin-lined casket and... Oh, Laura. Darling, darling, you did come back. Dr. West said you would. Dr. West? Yes. David. He said you told him once you'd come back after... After you'd gone on. Laura, I have been dead, haven't I? Yes, Carl. I remember now. I was sitting at my desk, sitting alone at night in my office, and then something happened. You were shot. The back of the neck. Everything stopped. The next thing I knew, I was riding in the bottom of a boat lined with silk. No. That wasn't the boat that was lined. It was the casket. He told me to move my hand and I'd feel it. Who, Carl? Who told you? It was... the devil. Carl. Yeah. I died. Went to Hades. But I bargained with Satan. I bargained with him. He took me up. Gave me 24 hours. 24 hours. Darling. Darling, I didn't understand... Twenty-four hours to prove I could do good here on Earth. Oh, is it true? Can it be real? Yes, it is true. It's real. I can't believe it. Things like this just don't happen. This happened. 
But Carl, how? I made a bargain, I tell you. A bargain with Satan. And I have a rendezvous to keep with him. In 24 hours. I'm so confused, Paul. If only... Who could that be? I'll go see. Oh, no. If it's anyone we know, they... They won't understand. You go back into the bedroom, dear. I'll see who it is. But the world's got to know sometime. Oh, people will know soon enough. Please, dear. I'm too upset for a scene to, to try to explain to anyone tonight. All right, my dear, if you wish. Thank you, darling. Just a moment. David. I had to come back, Laura. I couldn't stay away. David, please. Forgive me, dearest. But I've waited so long. David, please go. No. Not until I've talked to you. Some other time. I can't wait any longer, Laura. It's not fair for you to ask me to. Not fair? You know I love you, Laura. I've known it for months, years. David. You have known, haven't you? Yes, but... I've waited so long to have the right to tell you about my love. Now, oh, I... I know it's not right to come to you on the night of your husband's funeral and say these things. But I must know, Laura. I must know. I have nothing to say to you, David. Nothing. I know you were always madly in love with that criminal of a husband of yours. But that's over now. You'll have to forget him. Oh, remember, darling. You're a young woman yet. Your life is still ahead of you. You can't go on carrying a torch for someone who cared more about making a million dollars than making you happy. Please, David, don't say that. I have a right to say it. Now... I've kept it in check all of these years, waiting and hoping. And now Carl is dead. You hear me? Dead. Dead. You belong to me now. No, David. Not now or ever. Yes. Yes, I say. You're mine. If anyone has a right to you, I have. After everything I've done to get you. Will you go now, David? Oh, Laura. Laura, I need you. Oh, Laura, please, sir, you'll marry me. No, David. I'll never marry But I know you care for me. I could make you learn to love me. No, never. I've had nothing for you, David, but friendship. I'll never have more. I know that's not true. Don't say that. It's not. You do care for me. I could tell by the way you kissed me. That's when I first began building my hopes. Kissed you? When did I kiss you? You haven't forgotten. The party in my penthouse. None more than three months ago. Your birthday party. Yes. All the girls kissed you that night. You'll remember we even made a sort of game out of it, lined up like a bunch of high school girls to compliment our host. Yes, but you meant more than just a compliment that night. You imagined it. Oh, no. I kissed you just like the others, in full sight of my husband. And I, I might add, to his complete amusement. Carl wasn't in the room. You waited until he'd left before you got into line. Oh, nonsense, David. No. I knew that night you cared for me. That's when I began planning to make you mine. David, will you please go? Not until you've told me you'll marry me. I've told you I won't. There's someone else. Only my husband. Someone else. Someone who's alive. Please go, David. What's that? I want you to go. What was that? In that other room? Nothing. What are you... Nothing at all. What are you doing? I don't want you to ever come back here, David. What are you doing? I'm locking this door. I'm in no mood to have you go ransacking my place. There's someone in that room. David. So, so, you couldn't wait until your husband was safely buried. Couldn't wait. David. Well, he won't have you. You hear me? 
He won't have you. David. Please go now. Very well. But I'm telling you this, Laura. He won't have you. Whoever he is, he'll never have you. I promise you that. behind your back, hasn't she? She deserves to be killed, doesn't she? Well, go ahead and kill her. I don't have to tell you, Carl. I've never cared for him. Go ahead, Carl. Kill her. She's lying, don't you think? No one but you, darling. Ever. I can still tempt you, Carl. That's my job. That's how I keep my fires burning. I know you believe me, Carl. No. Don't believe her. She's never lied to you before, but there's always a first time. Darling, please don't stand there looking at me. Say something. She wants you to say something. Well, go ahead. Say something. Darling. It's all right, dearest. I believe you. to go away quietly someplace where we'd never be recognized oh well I have a bargain to fulfill only until three this afternoon you'll spend that time with me then I'm sorry I can't there's more to be done than probably either of us imagine where are you going to the office first I'll go with you no dear I'll come back to you before I leave you again Keep my rendezvous with Satan. Good morning, Miss Walling. Good morning, Mr. Fisher. You're early this morning, Mr. Fisher. waiting for you. Sitting in my chair at my desk. Yes. This is your gun, I believe. What's the meaning of this? I'm prepared to make a bargain with you. Bargain? Yes. What sort of a bargain? You died without leaving a will. I have one here dated three months before your death. Sign it, the business becomes mine. And I'll permit you to take away half of your seven million dollars and Laura. You'll permit 
me. Yes. You couldn't operate your business now? People wouldn't want to do business with a dead man. Do I look dead to you? Don't be facetious. I'm serious. I know all about what happened to you. When I came back to see Laura last night, I heard you talking before I pushed the buzzer. I don't understand it all, but I'm prepared to give Laura up for your business and half your cash. You killed me. What? You killed me. Fisher, keep back. I see it clearly now. I see now that Laura wasn't lying to me last night. She's never cared for you. I warn you, keep back, Fisher. I remember what you said to her. You said, if anyone has a right to you, Laura, I have. After everything I've done to get you. This gun is loaded, Carl. Yes, I see it all clearly now. Stay back. Stay away from me. The night she kissed you at the party. Remember what you said about that last night? That was the night you began planning to make her yours. If you come any nearer, I'll shoot. I'm not going to harm you, Dr. West. You'd like to get your hands on this gun. You'd like to kill me, wouldn't you? Kill you? No, I can't kill you. I've made a bargain not to. Then keep back. I could kill you, though. I've been proclaimed legally dead, you know. You can't hang a dead man. Keep back. One step farther and I'll shoot. I told you I don't intend to harm you. Stop where you are. I just want you to take a good look at me, Doctor. Stop. Not one step farther. Not one step farther. Laura. Oh, darling, are you hurt? It's nothing. He shot you, Carl. Laura. That gun in your hand. I, I followed you here. I don't know why I brought the gun. Laura. You killed him. Give it to me. No. Give it to me. Give it to me. Carl, you must get to a doctor. No. Look at the clock. No time for a doctor. You hurt badly. It doesn't matter. Give me that gun. Carl. Give it to me. Rendezvous with Satan, tonight's original tale of dark fantasy by Scott Bishop, originating in the studios of WKY. Ben Morris was Carl Fisher, Blois Wright played Dr. David West, Eleanor Naylor Corrin was Laura Fisher, Fred Wayne took the part of Satan, Muir Height was heard as Reverend Brooks, and Georgiana Cook Height played the secretary. We'll all go in together. Hell no. You're the curious one. Hi everybody, Miss Darling here for... Starlings, all American lamb chops. Have you thought about dinner tonight? I know I have. Usually, it's some cow, there's some chicken, and some pig roaming around somewhere. Well, have you thought about lamb? Lamb's all natural. It's all great. 
And plus, it ain't that bad for the environment like them nasty cows and them nasty pigs. Starlings, all American lamb chops made right here in our farms in West Virginia. You can't get any better grass-fed lamb than what you see in the stores. Remember, it's got to have the name Starlin written on it for it to be high quality. That's what we only ship the highest quality lamb meat all around these great United States. God bless America. I sure do love it. Stat Starlings, all American lamb chops. It's guaranteed to make you scream for more. Jesus is back with a vengeance. You've seen the passion of the Christ. Now behold his fury. Framed for a crime he didn't commit and left for dead. Jesus is back. In this house, the doors say red rum, and every day is an excellent day for an exorcism. We have old friends for dinner, and we see dead people because sometimes we all go a little mad. So if you want to play a game, when you see the red balloon, 
be afraid, be very afraid, and whatever you do, don't fall asleep. Welcome to your worst nightmare, because in this house, we dig horror movies. Because this is EMZT Radio. This is Luke and Wolf, and you're listening to EMZT Radio with your hosts, the Sinister Sisters. <laughs> Sinister Sisters. <laughs> oh, yeah. Welcome to Halloween a- special. <laughs> no, no, because we got one more week. Next week is Halloween. Jesus Christ. Okay. Or no. We have two weeks till Halloween. Leading up to Halloween yeah, special? Yeah. yeah. So it's it's Halloween-ish. So welcome to another Halloween theme, Sinister Sisters. How about that? That sounds good. Okay. I'm Bane Hellborn with my sister. Scorpio girl. And we're leading up to Halloween, but we're still doing Halloween themed. So, uh, so what we got is, um, well, what I've got on mine is 13 brutal Halloween murders. I just have 10. Well, she just has 10. But... If we don't have doubles, 23 brutal <laughs> Halloween uh, murders. <laughs> that are not from the movies. It's No, these are real life, people. Real life. The like, real horror. Like the stuff that the horror movies couldn't make scary. Really. Yeah, really. You can't make up some of this stuff. Really. Okay. So who wants to start off? I'll do it. Okay. So years, 1998, Halloween in the Bronx. Uh, egging someone's home or car is a Halloween tradition for many, but it became deadly for one man. 21-year-old Carl Jackson was driving his girlfriend and her son home from a Halloween party in the Bronx when a group of young men started throwing eggs at Jackson's car. He exited the vehicle and started to confront the men, but they shot him in the head. He was pronounced dead shortly afterward. I mean, a bullet to the head. Hello. Uh, the guy that was caught was Curtis Sterling, who was only 17 years old at the time of the shooting. Oh, my God. Was prosecuted for the murder. So he's, he was sentenced to 20 years in state prison in Ulster County. And every, every October, Jackson's mom, that's the guy who was shot, sent Sterling a Halloween card that reads, I'm glad you're still there. But, but he oh. should be getting out this year or next for to end his 20-year sentence. Oh, my word. Yeah. How would you like that for a card? Jeez. <laughs> well, I mean, it's her son who's dead on Halloween, so kind of yeah. like touche. Yeah. I've got on Chicago's South Side in uh, 2011... 55-year-old Liddell Peoples blamed his girlfriend for stealing his bag of Halloween treats. An argument ensued, and 49-year-old Maria Adams threw a plate at Peoples' head, which struck him above the eye and caused a gash. So what does Peoples do? Peoples then grabs a knife and stabs her multiple times, killing her. Oh, of course. You know, that's just the logical thing to do. Over a fucking bag of candy. This is where the adults go nuts over candy. I mean, it is Halloween, so... But it's only candy! But it is Halloween. Jesus. (laughs) I don't go nuts for candy. I mean, it's not like you could buy them at any time. Oh, no, not at all. I mean, especially the next day. Hello. Oh, yeah, where it's more than 80% off. 80% off. Yeah. yeah. Come on, people. But... Okay. Yeah, so that's me. 
That, that's adults killing each other for a bag of Halloween candy. Go figure. Go figure. Keep it classy, adulthood. <laughs> Adulting at its best. Okay, what do you got? So, Halloween night, 1994. Seven-year-old Tony Bagley was trick-or-treating with his family. Dressed in a skeleton costume, Tony was walking ahead of his sister, aunt, and mother when he approached the street corner near the next house. At the same time, a man wearing a hooded sweatsuit ran up to, into the street and started shooting the Bagley family. The hooded man then jumped into a car waiting for him and they took off. Tony's sister, aunt, and mother were all sprayed with gunfire and lived, but Tony did not. Mm. The second grader was shot in the head, later died at the hospital. Wow. There were no leads to the man who committed the murder, but the police chased a theory that it was a family member who was not present that night. Police could never prove that a family member was behind the shooting, and the case is still unsolved. From 1994. Well, that's guess, one of those... Guess who wasn't there that night? Daddy. Oh, geez. <laughs> so that could that's, be. That's first, yeah. first one. Yeah. We solved it for you. Go get him. Yeah, right. <laughs> But 1994, and and still, I mean, that's obviously no one saw nothing or kind of thing. You know and, what I and, mean? And they weren't doing anything. They were just trick-or-treating as a family group. But what was the story behind the trick-or-treating? Yeah. yeah. There must have been something more sinister going on. Yeah. All right. I've got people purposely poisoning strangers. Halloween candy is mostly the stuff of urban legends. But this 1974 case in Deer Park, Texas, involves a father who laced his son's pixie sticks with cyanide with the intent to kill him so he can collect an insurance policy. The father, Ronald Clark O'Brien, had fallen deeply into debt, so he decided to claw his way out of his self-inflicted money hole by murdering his son. He purchased potassium cyanide, sprinkled it inside five pixie stick straws, crudely stapled them all shut and handed them out to his son, daughter, and three other neighborhood kids. To avoid suspicion, his plot was to kill them all and blame a neighbor. This is the infamous, iconic Halloween murder of a person actually... Uh, no, this Boys. was this was the this was the story that started all those mothers freaking did you, out. Did you say what year it was? Nineteen seventy-four. Yep, yep, yep. So this this was the this was the iconic Halloween um, murder um, that started all the mothers getting super paranoid of razor blades in the and the, the candy and all that. Which this and was the, the only candy. reported case ever yeah. where Halloween candy was actually used. Oh. Did you hear the good? Did you read the good part about what happened to Daddy? Oh, I didn't finish. Okay, finish. After trick or treating, O'Brien's eleven-year-old son Timothy, apparently at his father's urging, swallowed the pixie stick powder and complained that it tasted bitter. He soon began vomiting uncontrollably and was dead before reaching the hospital. O'Brien was found guilty of murder and died via lethal injection. He subsequently earned the moniker The Candyman and The Man Who Killed Halloween. Because, yeah, because everybody was paranoid from here on out about poisoning and razor blades and candy. Yeah. What do you have? So, yeah. So there's... <laughs> and I just watched uh, the other day on Comet TV was <coughs> Night of the Demons, where that old grumpy guy put razor blades in the in the apples, and his wife made the apple pie in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> at razor blades yes. coming out of his neck. Classic. Yeah. Happy Halloween, dear. Classic. But he was a crusty old bastard. Yeah. <laughs> 
1957, hairdresser Peter Fabiano was murdered after answering the door to what he thought was a trick-or-treater. Fabiano's wife had briefly left the marriage to shack up with a woman named Joan Rabel, but Betty Fabiano soon abandoned her female lover and returned to her husband, filling Rabel with jealousy. Rabel conspired with another woman, Goldine Pizer, to murder Peter on Halloween. Rabel wore a costume consisting of a mask, gloves, and face paint. She also had a gun in a brown paper sack to make it look like a bag of candy. The two women sat outside the house until the lights were turned off. Rabel then walked up to the door, rang the doorbell. Peter answered the door as Rabel shot him in the face with a thirty-eight oh, caliber handgun. To the face! In the face! The police questioned Betty, and she revealed that she had briefly left her husband to be with Rabel. The police then questioned Rabel and followed the evidence. The gun was later obtained, and she was arrested for the murder. Dang. 1957. 1957. There was even women women leaving their husbands for other women. <laughs> That's intense. Wow. But then she went back. Yeah, sounds like it. A, lo- a Lolita. Ah, crazy crazy i have on halloween night in 2008 convicted drug dealer quentin patrick of sumter south carolina heard a knock at his door assuming it was rival gang members he grabbed his full auto ak-47 and blasted at least 29 bullets through his front door at them 11 of those bullets hit 12-year-old trick-or-treater T.J. Derisaw, killing him. T.J.'s father and younger brother were also hit, but survived. Oh, jeez. Uh, be careful of trick-or-treating, because those drug dealers out there... Yeah, yeah, you could get with shot. With AK-47s. You could get shot. Jesus. 2012, Halloween. John D. White entered Rebecca Gay's mobile home and murdered her. White struck her in the head with a mallet several times before tightening a large zip tie around her neck. He had planned on having sex with the corpse after watching several necrophilia pornography videos online, but he was unable to do so because he was too drunk. He couldn't perform. Mm -hmm. Uh, Gay's three-year-old son was home at the time of the murder, and White stayed with the boy afterward. He dressed the kid in his Halloween costume and delivered him to his father. White confessed to police about the murder, and he was arrested. Later, White accepted a plea deal for second-degree murder and was sentenced to 56 years and three months in prison. He committed suicide in prison just months after being convicted. Well, here's some backstory. White was actually a preacher and was involved with Rebecca's mother. But once he saw Rebecca, that whole... Because he, apparently he'd been repressing his murderous rages for quite some time as a preacher. Jeez. And they were living in the same trailer park at the time. <laughs> yeah. Watch out for your neighbors. And he used to babysit her son. So yeah. there was this, like, internal struggle. Because, you know, he's a pastor, so he must have been wrestling with Satan on, on, the, on the DL. Well, it looks like Satan won. <laughs> right. Yeah, but then he couldn't live with the 56 years in prison, so he hung himself. Right, yeah. of course. Yeah. But yeah, that was a little bit backstory. Wow. So I've got the toolbox killers torture a female hiker to death while tape recording it. 
and I think this is where the the movie Toolbox Murders came in. Oh, yeah. you think the names are so similar? I think so. All right, so let's <laughs> let's get into the let's get into the juice. Lawrence Bittaker and Roy Norris were known as the Toolbox Killers because they routinely employed implements such as pliers and hammers in their subsequently vicious series of kidnap, rape, torture, murder of five teenage California girls in 1979. What was it with the 70s? I'm telling you. There was some repress repression going on. I guess. But I don't know. It's just following the 60s. So maybe they were like, man, I'm sick of this drugs and free love all the fucking time. Let's get a little hatred in here. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, the last of these murders, (laughs) that of 16-year-old Shirley Ledford, occurred after they spotted Ledford hitchhiking home from a Halloween party. They picked her up in their van, and over the course of hours, they bound and gagged her, smashed her elbow repeatedly with a hammer, sodomized her with pliers, and finally strangled her to death with a wire coat hanger before dumping her on a random front lawn. During the course of Ledford's murder, they tape-recorded themselves taunting her while she screamed for mercy. Norris was later quoted as saying, We've all heard women scream in horror films. Still, we know that no one is really screaming. Why? Simply because an actress can't produce same sounds that convince us that something vile and heinous is happening. If you ever heard that tape, there's just no possible way that you'd not begin crying and trembling. I doubt you could listen to more than a full 60 seconds of it. Mm. Whoa. Wow. That was intense. I mean. But then that's the other part of Halloween that you could get. This is like the one night you could get away with killing somebody and putting them as a Halloween display. We'll see. And uh, nobody would know. That's also (laughs) like in Cannibal where Hannibal's talking about the the lambs being slaughtered. Mm -hmm. I mean, some sounds you just can't get out of your head. Yeah. Are the lambs still screaming, Clarice? Yeah. yeah. Just like me, if I hear someone vomiting, I'm joining you. Yeah. And then I'm going to be pissed at you. Yeah. And then she's going to call me to clean it up. And then I can't clean it up or I'm going to vomit again. <laughs> it's, 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 it's like this sick, vicious loop of vomit. Yeah. Halloween night, 2010, 16-year-old Devin Griffin returned to his family's home after attending church, but it was unusually quiet. He then stumbled upon the bodies of his brother, Derek, his mother, Susan, and his stepfather, William. Devin said the scene looked like something from a haunted house, but he quickly realized it was not. The teen called an aunt, who then dialed 911. Authorities made an arrest that night after suspecting that William Lisk Jr. had a connection to the murder. He was the 24-year-old son of Devin's stepfather. William Lisk Jr. had a history of mental illness and suffered from schizophrenia. In 2004, he was charged with assault and robbery and accused of hitting his stepmother with a coffee cup and stealing her keys. But the charges were dropped after he pleaded insanity. List Jr. pleaded guilty to the murders of his family members and received three life sentences with no chance of parole. In 2015, he was found dead in his prison cell from a self-inflicted wound. I just learned about this today. Wow. That's pretty intense. Yeah, it was... Come on, people. Like, Halloween and a schizophrenic. Bad combo. <laughs> really bad combo. Bad combo. Yeah, that's that's not cool at all. Yeah. Okay, I have 
Jeremy Brian Jones was a drifter and self-proclaimed ladies' man who was raised in Oklahoma but wound up in Georgia. He eventually befriended a woman who allowed him to stay at her home. On Halloween night 2012, after dolling up the woman's 12-year-old son and the boy's friend in makeup so they resembled Ace Freely and Gene Simmons <laughs> of Kiss, nice. Jones went to a popular tavern in Douglasville, Georgia, where he stabbed a woman wearing a Betty Boop costume to death in the parking lot. Oh. What a way to go. In a Betty Boop costume for eternity haunting a parking lot. With stabbings. Well, I mean, she's dead, so I don't know if... Oh, you wouldn't see it because the dress is red. I thought it was black and white. But don't bump. All right. Uh, a little machismo there for you. Uh. Halloween night, 1981, 17-year-old Maria Cialella told her father she was going out and would return around midnight. A patrolman spotted her walking on the side of the road that night and was going to give her a ride on his way back. <laughs> that was perfect, though. He's done. Halloween night, 1981, 17-year-old Maria Cielella told her father she was going out and would return around midnight. A patrolman spotted her walking on the side of the road that night and was going to give her a ride on his way back. He returned within 10 minutes, but she was nowhere to be seen. It was a year and a half before anyone found Maria. In 1983, a body was spotted near some brush at a Burger King. After working a tip, Police arrived at the home of Richard Beganwald, his wife, and Darren Fitzgerald. Both men had a long history of violence and crime, but the police nabbed Fitzgerald first. He quickly pointed police to two more bodies before leading them to the home of Beganwald's mother. There in the backyard, authorities dug up Maria's body, which was cut into three pieces, and the body of Deborah Osborne, who was also 17 at the time of her murder. Fitzgerald became the key witness for the prosecution when Biggenwald's trial began for one of the five victims he had allegedly murdered. The prosecution claimed that Biggenwald killed just because he wanted to see someone die. They labeled him the Jersey Shore Thrill Killer. Biggenwald was found guilty of two murders and confessed to killing the women found in his mother's yard. Fitzgerald got off with five years because he had cooperated with police. After many appeals, Biggenwald's stayed tucked away in a New Jersey state prison where he eventually died of natural causes in 2008. Just to have a little backstory, like many males who grow up to be killers, Richard Biggenwald had a childhood stuffed to the gills with beatings and trauma. Very early on, he also displayed psychotic behavior of his own. At five, he set fire to the family house. He was drinking at age eight. At nine, he received electroshock therapy. And at 11, he attempted to set himself on fire. Okay, that's called institutionalize him for a while. Right. So it was like meant to be. Like he was meant to. He was going to murder. It was, there was no ifs, ands, or buts about that. Yeah. I mean, there, I think it's like there are really rare cases where people of traumatic backgrounds actually turn out decent and normal it's just a small handful it's, it's but not right. yeah it's the it's statistics rare. show that when you're fucked from the womb you stay fucked yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah nobody's gonna do anything until something happens yeah until the murders happen then they're like oh 
Schizophrenic. Yep. Duh. <laughs> oh, this one's so sad. Uh, let's see. Nine-year-old Lisa French from Wisconsin was trick-or-treating in 73 when she was murdered. French rang the doorbell of a neighbor, Gerald Turner, and he took her into his house and shut the door behind them. Turner forced her into his bedroom and violently raped the young girl. Afterward, he strangled her to death. He packed her nude body into plastic bags and left them alongside a country road next to a farm. Well, that's nice. Ugh. The farmer who owned the land discovered her body four days later. Ugh. Turner's hair was found inside the plastic bag with the girl's body, and he eventually confessed to the murder. The judge gave Turner a 38-and-a-half-year sentence with, with the possibility of parole. No, should not have done that. He was paroled in 92, which prompted Wisconsin state lawmakers to pass the sexual predator law. This allows the state to keep some people convicted of sex crimes in custody if they're deemed potentially violent. Ah! Oh! So in 98, Turner violated his parole when hardcore pornographic images were found on his computer. He was found guilty and sentenced to an additional 15 years in prison. Yeah, that's definitely one of those, you know tasting blood you can't get that out of your mouth but here's some backstory what turner would later write is i can still see you standing in the doorway with that felt hat beaming at having recognized me then i see the delight in your eyes turn to fear as i close the door behind you what a bastard yeah and this was a neighbor but that sparked a law being passed to keep those people in check more or less yeah but still you know, it just doesn't... doesn't always I don't know. work. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't always work because shit happens. They still get out. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, by technicality or good behavior. Yeah. Uh. Well, I have one. I think it's my last one because we doubled yeah. up on some of them I saw. Yes, yes. So I'm pretty much done with mine except this last one, which is really short. So last Halloween, a man wearing a ghost face mask that resembled the killer in the movie screen shot and killed... 19-year-old Anthony Seabury on the streets of Brooklyn, New York. Guess what? The case is still unsolved a year, almost a year later. Jeez. Still unsolved. That's it. There's no backstory because that's all they have. That's all, that's all there that's is. That's all that's in the case wow. file. So yeah, that was, that was, are you done? I'm done. That's uh, life. That sometimes art so, imitates. So remember, let's propagate the the paranoia of Hollywood, uh, Halloween, <laughs> Hollywood. Same thing. Anyways, be careful of those candy. Check your candies and your kids' candies for poison and razors. Um, um, answer the door with a gun. Don't answer the door to trick or treaters. Don't answer the door to trick or treaters. Don't answer. Yeah. And always be weary of your neighbor.
My Amazon Alexa does more than just laugh. Two nights ago, I was home alone when Alexa laughed. I'd read about the software issue the devices have been having all over the world, so it wasn't that big of a shock. Thank God for that, too, because I would have jumped out of my skin otherwise. Still, I was unsettled. It's creepy to hear laughter when you think you're alone. Alexa, shut up, I instructed. The blue ring on top flashed and the laughing stopped. I went back to my book. Twenty minutes later, out of the corner of my eye, I saw Alexa's blue ring illuminate, as if she received a command. I studied her for a few seconds and shrugged it off. Thirty seconds later, her light came on again. This time, she said, Okay, Peter, J.A. Heckel's five-piece stainless steel knife set is on its way. You should have it in a couple of days. Oh, come on, I complained. I put my book down and grabbed my laptop. I navigated to Amazon and checked my order page. It was empty. Then I checked my account information in the Alexa device, wondering if my Alexa had paired with someone else's account. It hadn't. Great, I thought. Free knives. Thanks, Pete, wherever you are. I went back to my reading. It probably wasn't the best subject matter to be consuming when I was already a little shaken. Far too many mushrooms and people peeling off their skin. Gross. As I reached the end of my chapter, Alexa laughed again. It sounded different than it had the first time. The first time it was mechanical and emotionless, just like her voice. This time it was lower, deeper, as if it had breath in it. The hairs on my arms stood on edge. Screw this, I thought, and got up to shut her off. As I crossed the room, her lights flashed. Okay, Peter, four units of Clorox bleach... 121-ounce bottles is on its way. You should have it in a couple days. I stopped in my tracks and stared at the device. This is stupid, I said to myself. You're freaked out because of that stupid book and you're letting it make you superstitious. Don't be an idiot. I turned around and checked the time. It was almost midnight. I needed to take a shower before bed. I sighed and headed for the bathroom. After a quick shower, I was toweling off and thinking about what I had to do at work the next day when Alexa started to talk again. I couldn't hear her very well through the bathroom door, but I recognized her voice. It didn't sound like she was reciting another order. It almost sounded like a conversation. I cracked open the door and listened. The voice stopped. I could see her blue light reflecting off the wall. Alexa, I called. What are my active orders? You have no active orders, Valerie. Is there something you'd like to get? No, I said. Her light went off. I watched TV in bed for a little while, hoping I'd get tired enough to fall asleep. It wasn't working. I couldn't stop thinking about the stupid device. I wasn't going to shut it down, though. I didn't want to give in to my baseless fear. I'm an adult, damn it! During my third Frasier rerun, I finally let myself get ready to sleep. I turned off the TV and closed my eyes. Okay, Peter, Sunshades Depot, 5 feet by 7 feet tarp, is on its way. You should have it in a couple days. My eyes snapped open. Enough of this, I muttered, and bolted out of bed. When my feet hit the floor, Alexa began to laugh again. It was loud this time, and just as deep as it had been the last time. She sounded like a large man, cruelly laughing at an offensive joke. The blue light was so bright in my eyes as I reached for the plug. Okay, Peter. Osborne International Wire Brush is on. I tore the plug from the outlet and Alexa went silent. The light went out. I stormed back into my room and slammed the door. I think I slept for about an hour. 
The next day when I got home from work, I ran into my landlady. We're friendly with one another. She's only a few years older and we have drinks every so often. I invited her in, telling her I needed a few beers after what I dealt with the night before. What happened, Tashi inquired, sitting down at the kitchen table and cracking open the beer I'd given her. You know that Amazon Alexa thing, I asked, pointing in its direction. Oh yeah, she replied. My sister has one. Did you hear about how some people are reporting that it laughs? That's what mine does, I exclaimed. No way, Toshi said, laughing. That must have scared the hell out of you. Maybe, I admitted. It feels silly to be scared of something like that. No way, she insisted, and took a swig of her beer. I would have thrown it out the window. I laughed. I'd be lying if I said I didn't think about it, especially with the other things she said. Toshi's eyebrows perked up. Other things? Like what? Um, nothing as creepy as the laugh, I replied. It was just announcing orders from someone else's account. I think wires got crossed somewhere. Wow, that's crazy, Toshi said. Do you know whose account? Some guy named Peter. He was ordering knives and brushes and stuff. Toshi paused mid-drink. She looked at me, her smile slipping from her face. Peter? She repeated. Yeah, why? Do you know him? Toshi stood up. The expression on her face was the polar opposite of what it had been only seconds ago. She looked frightened. Tosh, what's going on? Val, before you moved in, I rented this apartment to a guy named Peter. Yeah, and? She stared into my eyes, almost like she didn't want to say. Tosh, I, it's just, Val, he killed himself about six months before you signed your lease here. My blood went cold. He killed himself here? In this apartment? Toshi nodded. Why? What What happened? Was he depressed? She shook her head. No. Worse. Tell me, Tosh. She paused and took a deep breath. I glared at her insistently. He killed himself when the police found his pregnant girlfriend's body in the swamp on the other side of town. She'd been stabbed to death and wrapped in a tarp. Later on, the investigation showed he drained all of her blood in the bathtub and tried to clean it up with bleach. I felt myself getting dizzy. Tarp? I parroted. Bleach? Toshi nodded and stared at the floor. I... I can't stay here, I whispered. My landlady didn't say anything. We stood in shocked silence for a minute or two. Toshi went to the fridge and got another beer. She popped the top and took a drink, then opened her mouth, as if she were about to speak. Before she could, though, a hideous, ear-splitting laugh exploded through the apartment. It was Alexa. And she was still unplugged. This is Ripley, last survivor of the Nostromo, signing off. And that wraps up another episode of EMZT Radio. The new Halloween movie is coming out uh, October 19th. So I'm debating whether or not I'm going to go see that. I'm probably not. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to just wait till it comes out on video and then see it. Yeah, uh, I, I might too. I mean... It's getting a ton of good reviews. I mean, so far, the most of the horror community is happy about it. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's not that. I just don't want to go to a damn theater and see it with a bunch of snot-nosed teenagers. Okay, there's that, too. Yeah. 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 When uh, Boom Doom and I went to see the haunted Halloween, fucking idiot had their fucking phone on. <laughs> yeah, the entire time. Like, and they just fucking talk on it. And they text yeah. on it, and they'd leave yeah. their damn notification noise up, and all of a sudden, yeah. through the entire goddamn movie, all you hear is, dilute, 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 dilute. 
Right. Exactly. And and the damn ushers don't do anything about it because they're their friends. So they get oh, no, to do whatever actually, the hell they want to do. Actually, in this theater, the ushers stayed out. <laughs> they don't give a fuck because they hate yeah. their jobs. <laughs> There's that, too. Yeah, that's what happened. Jerk. <sighs> there was quite a few kids there, too. It was kind of cute. <laughs> yeah. I do want to see Goosebumps, though. I do want to see yes. Goosebumps. Yes, you'll love it. You'll love it. You'll love it. Go anyway, see it. Yeah. Anyways, uh, our Patreon, Discord, streaming, all that fun jazz is coming up. I apologize for being in a crappy mood this week, but I'm in a crappy mood. Sorry, everybody. Yeah. So, anyway, check out all our links. Please throw a little money our way to help us out. <laughs> Buy a t-shirt. We have t-shirts. Go to Teespring. Yep. Buy a t-shirt. How does your t-shirt fit? <laughs> it, fits, it fits great. It fits great. You'll see it up on my Instagram here soon. Oh, and uh, don't forget, Reclamation Day is coming on the 28th. Yes. So. Which, okay. Hopefully We're I can having, make it for that. Day. Actually, yeah. a 23rd. I'm sorry. It's the 23rd. It will be the Reclamation Day special. So it is one week from Tuesday. Yes. It's coming, people. It's coming. That's right. We're going to celebrate Reclamation Day. Because I dropped uh, 60 bucks to get it early. <laughs> yeah, I saw it at GameStop. I, yeah. I got a lot coming this week because Red Dead Redemption comes out next week, too. That's right. That was so up there, too. I've, yeah, yeah. Already dropped, I've already dropped the money for that, too. All right. Well, if that's all we've got. Yeah, is that's that all it? we got. I think we're done. And stay tuned for another episode of EMZT Radio. Yay. Jefferson Starships. Huh? Because they're horrible and hard to kill. <laughs> <laughs>